0: Hello oh, and welcome to Ball Leadership. I'm your co-host Colin Pooler along with Cavis Reed, and we're dedicated to the discussions of leadership. It involves entertaining conversations and stories about the challenges, learnings, ups and downs and fundamentals of leadership. Our podcast involves interviews with people across the whole range of business, politics, community, athletics, across a whole range of ages. So enjoy along with us, every guest and every conversation we have laugh a little bit and don't worry, you don't have to be bold to enjoy it. Guest is Kaylin Wilcox, whose journey to entrepreneurship began with dealing with a moral dilemma.
1: The core values of that that business no longer aligned with the core values that I had established for myself. And um, it got to the point where I could no longer um, morally sell the program that I was being paid to sell
0: morning.
2: You, you got your coffee? Oh, uh, geez, I need something today. <laughs> Good Lord. <Another>
0: week. <laughs> I had, um, yeah, I, I had, it, it was, it was a little bit, I had a couple crazy things too, but I didn't even tell you about the last night. but, uh, Kavis, Caitlin Wilcox, Pleasure Still
1: to
0: meet you. Power, nice to meet you. I love power yeah. And um, uh, so, Caleb might have even heard some of these some of these things because once in a while she'll see me uh, at the gym, and and, and her um, uh, one of her associates is also uh, is also a friend of mine. But did I, <laughs> did I did I tell you we might have a sponsor? No.
1: Oh, that's I, exciting. I <laughs> Well,
0: remember when I remember I went into the I went into the um, uh, a store that will remain unnamed for now, just in case they decide they, they want to you know they want to sponsor the show. But I went in there and the person asked me if I, I required a senior's discount. Oh, <laughs> and I was and I was like I was stunned. <laughs> yeah and said hey have you got one of those loyalty cards oh yeah i got a loyalty card and then it was like it was like seniors discount that was seniors day in the store and i just happened to be in the store on seniors day and and the young lady didn't even look at me. She just, at least that's what i want to believe she didn't even look at me and she just it was automatic your seniors discount and and so of course i was shocked and hurt and i get out to the i get out to my to my car <laughs> and then the logic kicked in it's like oh wait
2: a minute
1: how
0: much did you
2: get the, the discount yeah
1: <laughs> you should have said so, yes <laughs> so
0: I looked it up I looked it up it was 20 percent
2: oh college
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just like, so so now I'm going in and I'm asking for that girl <laughs> and and I'm not showing any ID. I'm just asking <laughs> for my discount because
2: take your receipt <laughs> back <to> and yeah. <laughs> So, so
0: I, I, I get out to my vehicle because it was like, uh, but it wasn't the same day; it was the next day. I come out to my vehicle, and no word of a lie. There's there's two cans of beer sitting beside my car. Or it was actually I was driving the truck, but like the tire of the truck, and I'm thinking. I thought they were empty cans, you know, somebody threw them on the ground or something. And, but they were two full cans of, of this. Now, if I drank, I'd probably be a lot more thankful. <laughs> <laughs> I, and so I picked them up and I'm looking around trying to figure out why would somebody leave me two cans of beer? I know they felt sorry if that was their way you're of sponsoring seen. the show. Yeah, you see <laughs>
2: The senior discount. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got it during that sale.
0: <laughs> or or, or, or just saying, Hey, maybe we should have this before the show or so. I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the deal was, but it was. Um,
2: yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty funny. Anyways, that was the that was the
0: uh, thing. What, what happened? Hey, what happened when you were? You started telling a story about losing your car and you found the car. And you had to get the permission slip to get the car, and and then. But there was more to the story, but I wasn't sure if you were if you were were going to say it or not.
2: (laughs) It was rated PG, remember? (laughs) We can No, it was it was uh, it was one of those ones where once we get a sponsor, we'll we'll (laughs) tell. No, Caitlin, uh, I don't travel to this city yet to be named south of Edmonton. Uh, West of Regina. I will not travel there anymore. I've never had fortunes there. So my car I went to this conference and I parked my car, paid thirty two bucks. In Edmonton thirty two bucks is that's all day parking. (laughs) Oh my I'm good. So I go into the conference. I fortunately got out like at three thirty. Nothing was going on. I'd gone through a couple of uh, seminars and Seen all the displays and all that stuff. So I said, okay, I'm going to go meet with Anthony Bukovic. And (laughs) so you're just going to throw him right under the bus right now. (laughs) (laughs) The city I will not name, Anthony I will name. And uh, so I go out and I put it in my phone where I parked because I'm geographically and directionally challenged. So I go there and I don't see my car. I don't see any cars. <laughs> it's like oh. the lot, the the street is empty, and so immediately I thought my car is stolen. But then I go, and you know the German cars. It's very difficult to steal <laughs> to steal this car. Like <laughs> it, 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 so, everything is going through my head, and it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Berlin's gonna kill me. Like all this stuff. So finally, I look up and I see this little sign, like it's almost the size of the screen. Parking available until 3, thirty, 3, three 3, o'clock after it's told. Oh, no. 32 bucks. $32.
1: <laughs> $32 and you got towed?
2: Oh, guys, so I go into this building and I, my cell phone call, this is the part I didn't tell you my cell phone like usually my gas gauge is almost empty i don't have enough use because <laughs> you get in your car you plug your phone in everything right, yeah, yeah 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 I know, I know what you mean yeah <laughs> so, i don't have enough juice to call the cops or to call anthony and i don't memorize any numbers so i'm begging this guy a concierge to let me use his phone so i can call the cops and then call anthony so, <laughs> I'm frantically writing Anthony's number down on a piece of paper so I know. But long and short of it, we get there, and the lady says, one lady says, oh, it's going to be a few hours before you get your car. It's not even here yet. So I'm now ticked off. I said, Anthony, go home. I'll wait. He said, no, no, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. So I said, you know what? There's going to be some good material in this this, uh, this, uh, repo set. So we're standing there in line. And man, the things that we're hearing come out of people's mouth. And I'm like, I need a story so I don't have to be here long. So the so long but and hold short. But
0: but I, okay, so I think you missed a part here. Yeah, I'm trying to keep Darlene. Like you were trying, trying you want to make sure she wasn't aware of this thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. So, so The story so goes gets cash.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the story has to be clean oh. that Darlene never hears about this but i get cash figuring that okay it's going to be about 30 bucks she told me on the phone which i'm ticked off about and i'm going uh this is going to be clean i'm going to be out i walk up and she says yeah it's going to be a few hours we have to process it blah 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 i said miss i'm sorry to say this and i'm like anthony God for goodness, and my wife is pregnant. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, <God. laughs> I didn't know that part. That's the part I didn't know. And <laughs> I swore after the
0: secret. Does <laughs> uh, <laughs> she know about this? No.
2: You <laughs> haven't told <children> her yet. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Colin, I'm like, still, it's been two hours we've been there. And I'm not waiting another two hours. I'm like, look, just go along with the story. I'm like, my wife is pregnant. She's going to the hospital. I just I need to I need to get back to Edmonton. (laughs) So Anthony, like that's not going to work. Five minutes later, she came, sir, your car, your car is ready. Yeah, like, oh, my
1: gosh,
2: (laughs) it worked. Can you just go around back and meet the uh, an attendant and you could be on your way? I'm thinking, yes, this is unreal. It's, I'm great. I pregnant a wife that doesn't know she's pregnant. That's because you lied. It's because you lie, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Colin, I got to the attendant and he says, yeah, we can't release your car until you get a note from your wife. She's like, what are you talking about? Uh, Well, she's listed on the insurance and she's listed on the paperwork. Your wife has to have, has to send us a note saying you have permission to take the car. Oh no. (laughs) I'm steaming because it's like all this effort to keep this away from Jeremy. Now to get my car. I gotta get a permission slip for my not knowing she's pregnant, wife.
1: Oh man!
2: So, so I'm looking at this guy going, "What country? What planet are you from? Why do I need a permission slip for my wife? Both of our names are on the card, like everything. Both of our names are on. she like, she's like, I'm sorry, this is the rule." So now I have to call Darlene and say, hey, Darlene, I need you to write on a white piece of paper, because that's what he said, that you give me permission to get my car. She's like, where are you? I said, I'm in Calgary. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, just write the note. (laughs) 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 Just write the note. I was like, I got to get home. Like, just write the note. So... She waited. It's 20 minutes later. I texted her, I What are you waiting on? She's like, I'm driving. And I got a sneaky suspicion this is not on the up and up. What's going on? (laughs) 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 She's like, Why why am I writing that note on a piece of paper, screenshotting it to you for the car? She's like, You got towed, didn't you? Uh, so I got a note from my wife. I think I still saved It is obviously saved. Saying that I have permission <laughs> to take my car from the impound yard. <laughs> after I took cash out, told her <laughs> something when she was pregnant. Three <laughs> <laughs> years oh. were we're i thought they're stupid at the impound column Caitlin, is she's pregnant about to be in delivery and you're asking her to don't want to know
0: <laughs> that's rude i mean the,
1: the,
2: <laughs>
1: the lies
0: should have covered all of that man
2: yeah <laughs> no kidding
0: <laughs> you figured you had all your bases covered if you just <laughs> oh <laughs> so did you
1: bring yeah. her flowers when you came home
2: and no, that's not the worst part of this trip. And yeah, <laughs> oh no! It's it's that is oh. not the worst part of this trip. So, so you know, the
0: rest of this. So so what? So what happened
2: after? I the... I get my car. I get in, and it smells like marijuana. Like I mean, it's just. <laughs> 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 it's, it's I'm. Like I pull out, I'm like, I drop by, I stop by Anthony's truck, and I said, Anthony, get in my car. And he was like, Co, do you smoke weed?" I was like, <laughs> "No." I <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. <Yeah>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my car smells like weed, so I'm gonna go back in, and I'm gonna like, did someone drive my car? Like, what the heck is going on? Like. Like, I know it's legal and stuff, but this just isn't, like, someone's paying for this. <laughs> so I go in, I'm arguing with this lady, and I'm going, someone's going to pay for the cleaning, like, blah, blah, blah. She's like, sir, just roll your window down. <laughs> 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 so I say, when I get to Edmonton, I'm taking it in to be detailed. I'm sending a bill to the city of Calvary. I I personally. You
0: said it!
2: (laughs) 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 So I leave Calvary. I'm starving after the DMV. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to stop in Calvary. I'm going to stop outside of Calvary. I'm getting the heck out of here. So I stopped just outside of Airdrie at Burger King and i pay with my phone so i paid and i left i get 20 minutes away from home and i'm like my phone never rang <laughs> on this entire trip that's unusual and my car didn't pick up my phone because every time my car is it but my phone is in the car the car picks it up like this is unusual so i stopped i looked in the trunk no phone looked in my jacket no phone Oh. I left my phone twenty minutes outside of Calgary. I am upset. Oh! I, and, you,
0: and you got this pregnant wife at home wondering. I, where I got this pregnant wife already in the in labor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and my phone is left twenty minutes outside of the city, not never to get to be named. <laughs> so I drive back to Red Deer. <clears throat> at the gas station, stop to call Darlene. She doesn't answer. I'm calling, calling, calling. I'm getting angry now she's not answering. I'm like, oh, she must be upset at me because of the impound thing. And and, uh, so she's not answering her phone. So I called Tyra, my daughter, she doesn't answer. So I'm like, what the heck is going on? So finally I got my iPad out and used to find my phone. And this lady, I didn't know where this place is located. This lady overhears me, and she says, oh, here's the note. And uh, the lady said, hey, my husband knows exactly where that was located. Get in the car. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, in a van. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no. What? What? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> this is a movie. I <laughs>
2: I'm not that desperate for my yeah, phone yeah, that I'm going to uh, get in some uh, strange van <laughs> so her husband can drive me an hour so I can get
0: <laughs> I know you're a celebrity back home, but oh
2: my goodness. <laughs> and long and short of it is, He gave me direction where I was to go because it's a small town just outside. Of area. I got there. The guy says, yeah, as soon as you left, I realized you took, left your phone. And I'm going why didn't someone chase me down or something like you do with my phone? So anyhow, this is my note from my wife Give <laughs> 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 <You were> me permission <sighs> to get my car. So anyhow, never again to go to that city. <laughs> oh, that is unbelievable. Wow. That is unbelievable.
0: Uh, now I wasn't you know, for anyone listening to this podcast. I was not expecting this story. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea there was a pregnant woman in there. That that there, that there was that there were substances in your vehicle. <laughs> wow, this is something else. <laughs> well, Caleb, <laughs> okay, let let me properly introduce Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> so so Caitlin Wilcox from Regina Holmes Willpower Fitness um has has been in uh uh competitive cheerleading um for for a number of years um is a nutritionist uh, uh a personal trainer uh, works with lots of folks who are looking to make trans- transformations in their in their lives and um and and so this this particular podcast is a little bit different in that we're going to ask her some questions but really i think i think the tables are going to be flipped over onto us this time huh. so um can we do you want to tell us a little bit about your your your, your story because you you actually got a really interesting i know a lot i know pieces of it but um would, would you share a bit
1: yeah absolutely so um my story actually starts all the way back in high school. Um I was 16 at the time. Um so I had just started grade 11 and uh, I was very overweight in high school. I was about 70 pounds overweight. Uh so I got made fun of all the time for being, you know, the fat kid and People in high school can be quite malicious about that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I got um, I got pretty fed up and I and I just felt this like burning, almost kind of rage inside me that I'm like, I want to prove them all wrong. And so that one summer, um, the summer between grade 11 and grade 12, I learned everything that I could about fitness and nutrition. Um, and I ended up losing Uh, 75 pounds by uh, grade 12 grad. And so I came back for grade 12 as completely new person. And um, I, in that process, I completely just fell in love with, you know, with fitness and, and not only what it had done for me physically, but what it had done for me mentally. You know, I, through that, I became a whole new person and I really appreciated um, the process of that. Um, And so, By the time I graduated, I really wanted to actually follow my mom's footsteps and become a nurse. So I had applied to the nursing program at the U of R. Um, and sadly I didn't get in. So, uh, I was really actually, I was very upset about that because that is what I had seen for my career going forward. And I felt really lost and I didn't know what to do. Um, so I, Uh, my backup plan was to apply to kinesiology uh, and just take the classes that could transfer over um, so that I could reapply to the nursing program again next year. And so I started into the kin program. um, And I realized how much of the material had related to a lot of the concepts and the things that I had learned um, previously through my fitness journey. And I'm like, wow, like there are actually a lot of career paths uh, in this field. Um, and so I ended up falling in love with the KIN program and I decided to stay. Um, and so that was when I got my first job working at a gym. I started as a sales associate there. Um, and that was kind of my, my introduction into the, the fitness world.
0: You know, it's kind of, the the part that I find really interesting about is actually gave there's a lot of things that kind of relate, I think relate to some of, some of your life story when going to, going to, uh, going to college and then making a, making a shift because you had a particular, um, particular goal in mind, um, that was really along a medical path and, um, and then through a series of. I guess opportunities
2: <laughs>
0: led you to come all the way up to Canada, and then there was a switch for you that 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 very much had a lot to do with athletics, but a lot to do with with leadership development, leading leading other people, and um, and, and so I I kind of found that to be particularly uh, particularly interesting. Um Caitlin, you you work with a lot of clients at they're making physical transformations, but mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of what it seems to me, what you've been doing is also teaching them how to think differently, and and whether their their approach to nutrition or approach to um, uh, physical effort and, and it just are, their their whole their whole persona begins to change. And would you want could you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Because I think it's got a lot of relevance when, when we're talking about leadership and, and, and change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean. When you're looking to make any type of change, whether that's, you know, physical or mental, um, you're really looking at a lifestyle change. And so if somebody wants to lose, uh, let's say, you know, 20 pounds or, you know, they they want to build more muscle, there is a, a major process that, that has to happen in that um, because you have to basically change all of your lifestyle habits in order to chase Uh, that one goal. Um, So it's not just about coming to the gym and and lifting heavy weights. um, But it's about, okay, well, now I have to look at the way that I eat differently. And, you know, how many steps am I getting each day? And that can be quite daunting for a lot of people, it can be very overwhelming. Um, And so I try to uh, frame it in a in a positive um, light where, you know, we're looking at you know, creating a lifestyle that's sustainable and maintainable long term, because in my industry, um, a lot of the programs that tend to sell um, are the six week shred challenge or the eight week challenge. And if you've ever tried one of those, you know that they are very intense and the results never, ever last. And so I really want to be able to make a long term impact on these people that i'm setting them up for success long term so um instilling those habits um, in you know it's not about eating a thousand calories a day or eating 1200 calories a day but maybe prioritizing protein a little bit more you know like that's a very realistic step that you can apply each and every day um that you can continue to do for the rest of your life you'll still be able to go out for lunch with your friends you know celebrate birthday parties um, but you're continuing to take steps towards that goal and seeing progress.
2: Caitlin, A uh, fantastic story. Really appreciate you sharing it with us. One of the main things I found with found with a lot of leaders is that and with people under leadership is that people tend to think that the leader has to be perfect and everything is always smooth and there is very little consideration for the challenges that the leaders face obviously losing 70 to 80 pounds everything just didn't happen overnight it wasn't uh, the cinderella story there were challenges that you faced and obviously there are some roadblocks that you had to navigate can you talk a little bit of how you faced adversity in that journey to becoming as fit mentally and physically as you are
1: yeah so um i I'm glad that you brought that up because that's actually something that I'm very you know proud that I've been able to um to overcome. and I get to sympathize with my clients a lot more in their journey and you know exactly where they are, and I can meet them in that place because i've I've been there before, you know, and I know how challenging it is, um, especially when you're first starting, um, you know people tend to say that they're very supportive. Um, but, um, in trying to, uh, pursue any, uh, major endeavor, you know, there is a lot of pushback. Uh, so even from my own family, my family was incredibly supportive and, and they were definitely cheerleaders throughout the, throughout the way, but, you know, um, you know, making little jokes, like at Christmas, if you have dessert, like, oh, should you really be eating that? Or, you know, like, little things like that, they can kind of get to you over time. Um, Mm -hmm. And so just continuing to kind of uh, self motivate and, you know, be your own rock and just know um, your truth and what you're perceiving and what you're what you're chasing long term, um, is definitely kind of the best mindset to hold through that
2: and in that in that process <clears throat> I, I think people talk about eq and the ability to empathize with people I, having gone through that process and now working with people and, and on a similar path or a similar desire where is that what is those the foundational principles that you used and that you try to instill into your clients that they can always fall back on we say in sports always fall back to your fundamentals mm-hmm. um and now, your, what are those foundational principles that you've uh, leaned on and that you are trying to teach others
1: so i would say the biggest one is consistency you know um mm-hmm. consistency is at the root of uh of everything so if you um You know, let's say you're going on vacation or something like that. Obviously, that is a major disruption to your regular routine. And actually, as Colin and I have discussed a couple of times, if you're not able to get to the gym or things like that, you can almost kind of build up a little bit of angst or a little bit of. Um, anger or fear or you know mm-hmm. whatever it is um, but if you can find some form of consistency like um, getting in your steps every day you know like even if you're on vacation it's very easy to go out for a 15 minute walk or um, like I said earlier prioritizing your protein so even if you're going out to a restaurant just order the chicken option and ask for vegetables on the side like have have some form of, of normalcy Um, in that. And again, it's not long term, right? You're always going to be able to come home and get right back into your routine. Um, But even in different phases of life, you know, like September is a very busy month for people, people who have kids going back to school, getting back into routine can be a very chaotic time. And so um, falling back to um, those little things like those small um, habits will really be what makes you successful
0: Long term. It, uh, it gave us, you remember when we were talking to David Smith, and he was talking about this this mental, the, the elements of mental fitness, and you know, putting in those little routines and those breaks that would allow us to uh, put these positive moments. Sometimes it's uh, because we all have these pressures. We have these periods and seasons that that, uh, that hit us in waves. And so, okay man, I really appreciate you know, what what you're saying because i I relate everything you're saying to the to the development um not just physical development but the psychological and and really in spiritual development if you want to call it that Mm -hmm. um that that uh that we go through and the challenges we go through as 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 leaders um I, i know you had you had some thoughts that wanted to kind of pick. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna point at Kavis because <laughs> because I, I'm a little bo- I'm a little nervous about answering your questions. I, <laughs> I know I my questions are a
1: little bit bold, um, but I
0: hey, that's what that's what we're all about. We,
1: you
0: know, as long as this call call this bald leadership. Yeah, as long as it's bald. <laughs> and by the way, you really should have. Dressing character.
1: I anything. was gonna actually say I'm very. I was very surprised when you asked me to be on the show because I'm the furthest <laughs> thing from bald. <laughs> my hair goes right down my back, so
0: <laughs> I've
1: got enough for the three of us.
0: Yeah. We'll make,
2: we'll make an exception. And yeah, <laughs> I, <appreciate laughs> that. Well, I, I remember, remember we got to kind of edit it out. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Just make it extra shiny for me. Okay. Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll polish that baby
2: up. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. So actually one of the um, questions that I um, had really been uh, thinking about the last few days was I listened to your podcast with Nadine Joy. And one of the things that Colin mm. had mentioned um, was the studies that show how people really want honest and vulnerable leaders. Um, but based on the actions of our society today, I wanted to ask if you believe that to be true. Now, I'll give you a little bit more context. Um, <laughs> okay. Because I again, I realize it's a little bit of a controversial um, topic here. But um, with any um, business or market, the consumer really is kind of at the center of that. Um, and so, for example, in the fitness industry, as I mentioned before, like um, the biggest programs that sell are those eight week and six week challenges. People always want the quick fix or people always want whatever seems the most comfortable to them. Um, you know, and social media is right at the epitome of that, which, is arguably kind of the furthest thing from being honest and vulnerable. Um, So kind of what are your um, opinions on that?
2: I I look at uh, marketing, and and I'm going to try to be more specific uh, in the sports industry and hopefully translate um, to what you're talking about. Um, You trying to stand out have to decide which path you want to take what do you want to build your brand on as a leader and if you as a part of that whole uh, marketplace in terms of fitness want to say what makes me different or am i going to be the fish in the school and keep following the same school if you want to pick yourself out of that school of fish and not go that same direction with the masses, then you're going to have to pull yourself and say, these are the core values that I want to build my brand on. And I'm going to have to develop my strategies around that. It's not the 30 day fit that I know is not going to be sustainable. And it may allow you the opportunity to Gather a clientele that respects and appreciate your honesty your marketing strategy and the fact that you are willing to stand away from what is popular and really speak truth about what that individual needs it may not uh, yield results right away but over time your brand has some distinguishing feature and you gain the trust of your clients because everyone wants that open honesty about themselves and what you're going to be able to provide and what you're going to be able to do and when the results are going to happen and what is needed to sustain it. So, I would encourage you in this particular example to say, I don't want to follow that school of fish. I want to step away and brand myself as an honest leader, that's going to show you how to be a sustainable result. Yeah, yeah um,
0: I, I would echo that. You know, and, and, you know, Kavis and I have had a few conversations about the, the, the challenges of being an authentic leader mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, to be the transparent leader. <laughs> and, um, because it, it's, it's not an easy thing. Um, but building, if you build the habit of it, the, the, the results come much later. It, you don't get the immediate results necessarily, um, because you're, you're right. Social media, um, it gives us the tools. It's a wonderful tool, but it's a highlight reel and you can really, um, manipulate your highlight reel to, to project something that isn't really there. And, um, you know, I think in one of the other episodes I talked about, um, uh, a former, um, boss of mine who made such an impression on me because, you know, one of the first, you know, first conversations was, was them saying, Hey, get used to be telling you. I'm sorry, because I'm going to mess up along the way. Um, and, uh, they were very real a- as a person. And yes, I saw errors. Yes. There were things I disagreed with them on, but, um, but because they set that tone, my level of loyalty to them personally and professionally was extremely high. And um, and I knew they took hits because of that opening up and being that vulnerable. I know that there were times that people maybe took advantage of them. But it was a it was a wonderful model for me to then kind of decide for myself, well, what do I want? Because I, 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 I was not just attracted to that type of leadership, but I knew it was the right thing to do. And everybody talks about doing the right thing, but um, sometimes in the moment you are, uh, when you feel the pressure <laughs> and you look and there's might be an easy way to deal with this. And then there's kind of a way that you know is the right way, but it's going to be far more difficult, or at least it's going to appear to be far more difficult. And once I was able to start beating, beating the habits of, you know what, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stick to this. Slowly, if we want to use the word brand over time, that became what people got to know me as and there are times that uh i think i was probably taken advantage of because of that um but i would say as as a percentage that became a smaller smaller uh, percentage of of my experiences and um and and the experiences that went on the other side were far more they're far more real for me as well um uh I, i just felt happier and began to feel happier as a as a as a leader um Particular at times when it's difficult to lead. Um, So, you know, I'm I'm glad you asked this question because it's probably the the biggest fundamental question that we're all faced with, particularly when we're trying to move up in our careers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're worried that in the moment that, oh man, if I, you know, if I show vulnerability, if I, if I admit that I made a mistake, it might, it might cost me my career. And in some cases, you know, being ethical, being, you know, doing all well, doing those right things, being humble, being, it, it very well could cost you for that moment. But, um, but it may buy you something else completely better.
2: Like, well, just way
1: better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> There's no such thing as the perfect leader. And that's where, why the way we do this in terms of having fun with it and not make it as so stiff-collared. I think people see that when you put yourself in leadership automatically, a lot of very good leaders don't assert themselves because they're afraid of having to be perfect. And people look at you as you haven't been perfect. They forget the human aspect of it. And they forget the fact that these individuals are human and mistakes are going to be made on a daily basis. That is key in leadership, in my opinion, is to come in with that understanding that you're going to make mistakes. And sometimes you can't take yourself too seriously and you have to have the ability to say, I made that mistake. When you can stand in front of your group and say, I made that mistake and correct it and move on. Um, As an example, I know, and don't ever think that humility and being empathetic is a weakness. It actually is a strength, And a lot of people would view it that way.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, like empathy, and I've... I've, um, you know numerous articles are, are more and more articles are coming out on this this very point I mean it used to be that um, and they the identifying of great leaders you use terms like well their business acumen their 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 skill sets their abilities um th- those people used to think those were the dominant things those were the things that actually separated um great leaders but more and more the number one in demand, let me say, quality that that people are looking for. Whether it's looking for a CEO, whether it's looking for uh, an up and coming leader in a, in a whether it's on a team
2: or organization, um, it is is the ability
0: to empathize because it's needed. I mean, Caitlin, you just talked about social media, and I mean, I've, I, uh, <laughs> I turned on the social media channels. I think it was last night just to look for something and there were some very punishing statements being made about different people. You know, I thought, man, people could really be mean, um, but partly because they maybe felt that they could hide behind their tool. And and I don't want to say social media by itself is a bad thing. It's just, it's been used in such a, uh, you know, in such wide ranging ways that one of the things that can happen is that that negativity could, could cause, create a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. can get you really upset. And then you're unable to, get to to um become focused bring your sage out bring your wisdom out because you know your mind is focused on survival um you know just just getting by and uh and so that shift doesn't doesn't happen so uh, yeah i'm I'm, I'm glad you asked that question as much as i'm glad that cavus went first
1: (laughs) (laughs) no absolutely um and yeah, I completely agree with that. That's what I've built my, my brand around is, is I've, uh, vowed to be a hundred percent honest all of the time and never promise somebody something that I, that I couldn't do for them. Um, and so, uh, I really appreciate that insight. Now, um, you guys talked oh, actually a lot about your core values, um, in that. Um, And I actually wanted to ask, do you ever let your personal core values um, differ from the values that you portray as a leader? And have you ever been in a position where you had to make a moral decision (laughs) in a position of leadership that that actually put you at risk?
2: A hundred percent of the time. I know I've come across it almost on a daily basis in, in sports and you've continued to um no question and you're asked to um, in another group that we have i talk about this thing called situational integrity and it's a very challenging topic to to discuss but we don't shy away from the tough conversations and i use the example of is a person immoral that's a spy for the country that he or she is sleeping around to get information manipulating to get information to provide us with national security? Is that person immoral? How do we review that? Or if there is a hospice negotiation and that person has to tell the, the, the captors um, something that they want to hear, knowing very well it's not going to do it, is that accurate uh, or is that integrity? Um, not trying to create something, a whole bunch of studies have been done on that. Here's why I say that is because you as a person have to analyze the situation and say, is the greater good and the whole is going to benefit from the minor or the minority group? And is my decision going to affect everyone drastically or is my decision going to tacitly affect them? My opinion on this is, is that you have to be able to in leadership weigh the pros and cons of the magnitude of the effects as an example one of your clients and i've had this from a lot of people someone say am i in the moment they ask you a question am i fat and you know that that individual is really overweight but me saying to you, yes, being really honest, is going to have a bigger effect than me saying, and you need, using a euphemism you saying no, you're not fat, you are overweight and this is the path we need to take. Minor example, but that's a situational uh, integrity piece where I have to make a decision. Knowing the answer isn't exactly the truth But the results of me telling that individual the absolute honest truth is going to be catastrophic. um, That's my take on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's necessarily um, right for everyone, but I believe that we have to have the ability to measure the magnitude of the effects on people and the whole when we're making the decisions. Yeah, you know.
0: there there's 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 lots there's lots to this uh to this topic or the, you know this this question you, you are not going easy on us today
2: <laughs> 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 which, which, is,
0: which is good which is good it's not, not going easy on us today because um you know I, I think for for both of us for for Davis like we, we've lived just enough life. I'm slightly longer in life than than Camus, but only by a couple months, really. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, an interesting juncture where I've had kind of an, enough things happen where my confidence in making and having my leadership style and what my, what I believe from a from a moral perspective can can can, can pair up. I've had at a different time in life where it's like, man, I'm, I would literally get sick because the two, the two did not align. I, I, I worked in a role where I was actually pretty good in the role, but the environment that I was in, there was just, there was so much deception. <laughs> and yeah. that I would, I would come home and, uh, and you could ask my wife about this because my, my pattern was I'd come in the house. I. You know, I wouldn't really even say much to you, but I go to the bedroom and I take all of my clothes off and put completely different clothes on. And I still do that, but I had to sit on the bed for about 10 minutes because I, I it was almost like, I wasn't sure if I should go shower because of what I saw and experienced that day, because it was just, it, it I was in constant conflict. And, um, um, and and so there came a point where was like, well, you know what, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna stay good on this ethical path. But I knew it was probably gonna result in me not being there any longer. And it was actually one of those situations where I, I thought, Well, you know, the first time I got an executive role and here I am, you know, so many months or a year and a few months later, I'm probably gonna be walking out of it. I don't know if I'm ever gonna get another shot like this again. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm not saying I'm handled this oh perfectly. It wasn't a straight line because I had to go through a series of a series of decisions on what I was able to, to live with and what I couldn't live with. Um, because there's sometimes I think well my, maybe my view of a situation, I may have had a much harsher view until I actually was faced with the experience and I had to really think through, the process to determine is this really a, a question of moral character? Is there certain things I need to understand? And and over that period of time, I kind of realized where I actually needed to be, and and I and I understood why I was wasn't really feeling well. I mean, I thought I was just having, I mean, I felt like I had knots in my stomach um, at, at certain times, and I and I realized this this did not fit for me, mm-hmm. and and I did whatever I could to try to change the situation. And I think a person needs to do, I, for me, I felt that was the right thing for me to do was to do everything I could to try to help shift the situation without seeming to be combative. i use all the drawing all the skills of diplomacy and encouragement. And, but it came to a point where I realized that was not, that was not going to move the needle enough. And, um, and I felt I was probably going to go. And I think they, the other end, they knew that too. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, Um, uh, and the reason I I talk about this is because in the end, when we did separate, I realized I stayed too long or I didn't, I didn't do something enough Mm -hmm. that I probably should have. And it had a, it had a profound effect on me for, uh, quite some time, like, I mean, months and months and months. Um, and, um, and so from there, and to use a word that you said i, I actually i vowed <laughs> that i would be different <laughs> and uh, i made a vow that i would be different and um, if, you know far from far from perfect on it but i keep coming around to it and uh it's to the point where uh, you know this word honor would keep coming up and it wasn't i was not honoring other people i didn't really think of the the, the thing of honoring myself and that was that was a uh, that was a real pivotal thing for me. And and so yeah, like I'm course. on this path trying to figure out. You know, I need to honor people around me. I need to you know honor you. I, gotta honor Kavis. I got to honor Cavis. My wife, she is not pregnant. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Or at least I, I, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> you don't know yet.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe I need to go and tell her something. But anyways, um. But you know that that leads to a series of hard decisions, which I think was what you know, Cavis is talking, and, and like we end up having to work through these journeys. Of course. But at the core of it, at the core of it, there's this. There's this. Thing and I, like, I just use the word honor, but it's there's this this vow that you know at, at some point I think a person has to make, um, because you're going to get pressure from all sorts of places when you're in leadership. Like you know, Cavis has Cavis has been executive leadership, uh, um, volunteer leadership, led boards, led, you, know, um, you know, I've been in, in some similar situations, and it's like it's kind of. You know, James, if I could say I think it's been a calling for you to to, to be in that space, and you know, Aww. and sometimes I feel like that too, and, and so because of that, I'm kind of feel forced. Hey, I gotta, I gotta decide what decide what the lizer, and I can't run away from it. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't, I just can't run away from. It. I gotta, I know that's an option sometimes, <laughs> yeah, but I gotta do the best I can yeah. to figure out well, what can I do. I like it. it's it's that there's that piece of commitment, and. Mm-hmm. Um, that that comes along with it. So,
1: oh, I really appreciate a long you. answer. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I really, uh, I really actually appreciate you sharing that. I'm, I know that I have nowhere near as much experience as experience uh, as you guys, and uh. only 22. But um, actually, the reason I asked this question is because I've already um, experienced a little bit of that um, myself. Uh, the first gym. That I worked for, I started working there when I was 18. So I was very impressionable um, at the time. And I worked at that gym for a very long time. Um, you know, I worked my way up the ranks. As I said, I started as a sales associate, and I worked my way all the way up to the head trainer position there. Um, and there came a time, the more that uh, educated that I became in the field, that um, the core values of that of that business no longer aligned with the core values that I had established for myself and um, it got to the point where I could no longer um, morally sell the program that I was being paid to sell Um, and I was really afraid at the time because I was uh, newly married. I was moving out and I was like this is I've never worked anywhere else. so. Uh, It was a really big step for me, but I ended up actually quitting that job with no other job to go to. I was actually unemployed for about a month, (laughs) but um, I just I had decided I had that conviction in my heart that I was like, I just can't continue to falsely lead people down down this path anymore, um, which eventually led me to to start my own business, which you know was such a blessing, and so I'm incredibly grateful that I did that. But it was very very challenging at the time, so I can definitely um, relate to you on that for sure.
2: That's a, to me, Caitlin. That's a it's a blessing that happened uh, for you, but it's also a reflective lesson as well because. A lot of, as Colin and I discussed last week, a lot of organizations compromise their mission from the beginning for the dollars, and yours is a very competitive, highly saturated industry that often people are trying to look at, how can I get the masses? Because as I understand it, in my limited knowledge, it's volume for a lot of these uh, fitness companies. And when you're in leadership, as you work your way up and you got to the head trainer position, how many times do you or did you reflect the mission and the values that the company is founded on? Mm -hmm. And how many times in a meeting that you made leadership above you, mindful of the mission and the values that were the founding principle? So as you move forward, um, oftentimes we need to look back and reflect on what was the mission? What were the foundation core, And did I reflect that and constantly remind people of that so that they don't lose focus? Because as much as we would like to, for everyone to have the same mindset that we have, and the same recognition, and the same focus as you talked about in the same discipline, the one word you haven't used yet, that I wrote down when you were talking about consistency consistency is synonymous with discipline and discipline as an organization is critically important when we set aside mission so for you moving forward i think i would not look back as that as a tragic situation i would look back that as a wisdom opportunity to say what am i going to reflect to my people and teach others to reflect as they move up in leadership Mm I, 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 mean, I just want to make, I want to make a comment.
0: that um, uh, I am so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, I, I, I've, I've listened to the last few minutes. Um, what you just described is something that I know people, you, know, you said, well, you know, I'm 22 and this is where you're at. I mean, what you just described is stuff that people haven't figured out at 32 or 42 or 52. 50. Right? like and so um the fact that you were able to uh to recognize and you know evaluate your situation like i said it's scary some people they're like man i got a mortgage to pay i got a family to feed i got and you know they got all these different things i got debts to pay i got you know a lot of different things that and and maybe they don't know anything else (laughs) they go you know this is the this is the only work I've ever done. I've been in this job for X number of years or this career uh, or this organization, and um, and knowing that the unknown could have some consequences to it, um, and say, hey, let's maybe I got to do something different in order to have my morals align with my uh, with my activity, or the other way around, and and, and
2: um. I mean just just a whole level of
0: of it's more than maturity it's that decision that you made it's that it's that you know i'll go back to being honorable with yourself and um and and i mean those are those are elements of leadership that um like craig dowden's book i i keep uh coming back to Craig down with um uh do good to lead well where talks about those things when we talk about you know humility and, and empathy and and uh, positive leadership I mean you' you are just your experiences you just talked about epitomizes those very elements and and so um, you know this is the reason I wanted to I want to flip have this this conversation flipped over <laughs> and um, because uh, there's a lot of folks who are you know, senior leaders I'm going say executive leadership. That need to understand the very principle that you just described that they haven't they haven't come to grips with that yet, and um, you know I, I think for those who are listening to this or um, if, if they're if they're eventually watching watching this cast uh, can take away from I think that's I think that's it.
1: Yeah, I I am so incredibly grateful. That means a lot coming from you, Colin. So I I really appreciate that. Um, but before we wrap things up, I actually I've got one more question. Um, that I really wanted to ask oh, you guys. Just one more. My, I went to change
0: my shirt. I've been sweating <laughs> so much from this.
1: This, one, this one's a little bit more exciting. Okay. <laughs> um,
2: oh, okay. All right. All right.
1: <laughs> was there one pivotal moment in your career or in your life that really pushed you to make the jump into leadership?
2: Mm. No. Mm. I don't. Because to me, there's that age-old discussion that I've spent a lot of my life thinking about the term, the noun, the adjective, the verb, leadership. It's it's not a to me. It's not a moment, and to me, it never it's never defined, and it's always moving. It's always changing. Um, there are a series of circumstances in my life. I don't think leaders are born. I think leaders are developed, and situations um, put you into that. I think it's more of environmental influence than it is a DNA thing. And why would I say that? I, in my path and my journey, seeing all of the places I've been and where I came from and my upbringing. Those things were preparing me for the willingness to put yourself out there because that's really what it is. You're 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 willing to put yourself out there to affect change mm. and understanding that there are good leadership and there's bad leadership. Leadership is, we often think of the, the positives of leadership, but there are bad leaderships. Uh, uh, Out there, there's bad leadership out there, and we have to understand that. I don't think that there is a moment, I think there is a series of events, and then there's an opportunity that leads to other opportunities that lead to other opportunities, and it continues on. Um, So, me personally, I can't say that there is a moment, I can say that there was a series of events. Hmm. Cavus are so smart. Um, no, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, <laughs> I mean, Far from, I'm bald. Yeah, gave, <laughs>
0: the the guy's taller than me. He runs faster than me. He's smart. the only thing I got. I got on him is good looks. That, that's yeah. it. that's
2: it. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I got to reflect this, Colin. I'm not smarter than you. I'm more bald than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, you, you know I, I, I'm. Um, I'm, I'm glad you asked this question because I um, uh, 100% a, a agree with what was just said. Uh, I think what I would uh, I, I went through. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll quote a book. I'll mention a book, and uh, I'll quote a, a bit of a process that I just um, went through recently, where I was asked to reflect to to break my life up into five five, five periods. Mm-hmm. So. Taking whatever you know, taking your age, divide that by five, and then think about good things, bad things, things that happened in in those in those periods. So, you know, twenty bring them up. Okay, well, you know, by these four year periods or fifty bring them up to ten year periods, and you know there were. Situations and events in each one of those. When I go back to the, that very first period, that gave maybe a little bit of opportunity to step out and, or a chance to whether it be lead a three-person group
2: <laughs> or
0: um, step out from the crowd because everybody was going to do something. I thought I better not. Um, and, there was, there was something that happened that then got built on. And because I, I, I go back People say, Well, you know, how did you get to where you were? And why do you think you, you you want to continue down that path? I go, I think I've always, I think I've always been this way. When I say always, it's maybe not always always, but I, I look back into um, junior high got involved with just volunteering with something, offering time and and the next thing you know, someone asking you, could, could you lead this? <laughs> and they may not have used that word, but that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I get into high school, I, again, stayed involved, got involved in some forms of leadership. And, you know, a really influential period was when I got involved in student leadership. I think that was a foundation. I still draw everything that I do today um, from experiences I had during that period of time but the opportunities were there and it didn't have to be with title it was just the opportunities situations um conflicts um you know, some of the situations were not positive situations but i had to figure out how to respond to it sometimes i didn't respond well from them but i had the opportunity to reflect and and it, it was these little tiny forks along the way that um that it's easy to see once you kind of
2: you know, you look backwards but um, I, I
0: think it's it was not a single event or or a series of single events. There was it was almost entirely all process, and and for those who I knew who were you know, kind of similar, it wasn't necessarily a single event. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all these little micro things that maybe at one at some point it became a quantum leap,
2: mm-hmm. but there are
0: lots of little micro steps that, that led to it. So um, I know it's kind of a convoluted answer probably for both of no, us. No,
1: no, I, I can really appreciate that. Um, and I'm, uh, the reason I asked that question is because, um, you know, uh, some, some people believe that, you know, they were natural born leaders or they just kind of, they always had that kind of gumption in them to be the first one to put their hand up or step up in front of a crowd, you know, but for some people it's, takes a little bit longer for it to get pulled out of them. Um, and I know for me, like I was always, I, I, I liked to lead, but I didn't like to be like the person in charge. I I didn't want, I didn't want the responsibility to come back and fall on me if things went south. I just wanted there to be like one more person where it could just go a little further down the line. Um, but there was actually, um, a, a pivotal moment for me. Um, my husband, uh, almost exactly two years ago now, got into a really serious accident where he broke almost the whole right side of his body. And so he was completely immobilized for almost six months. And it took him a full year before he could go back to work. And so um, I had to spend a lot of time um, at home taking care of him and, you know, feeding him and all of that fun stuff. Um, And so I, during that time, uh, it was actually right after I had left that first gym um, and I had just started working for a different gym in the meantime as a gap but um, they were taking advantage of me a little bit um, and I was complaining to him about that and he had really encouraged me to just you know step out on my own and and start my own business and then I could set my own morals and my own values for my own company And I always said, like, ever since I started in fitness, my friends and family were always like, why don't you just, you know, start your own thing? And I was like, no, like, I never want to be a business owner. Like, that's so stressful. I could (laughs) never do that. Um, You know, like, supplying my own paychecks, like that just stressed the absolute heck out of me. And so um, he was the one that really, really pushed me to step out onto that limb. And I am forever grateful. that accident because if it if it weren't for him and the amount of encouragement that he was able to give me during that time, I, I would have never done it. So, but I really appreciate your insight on that.
2: Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I, I would say because of who you are, Caitlin, it would have eventually happened. Um, that was an event that catalyzed it sooner or at God's time, the right time. Um, but eventually, it would have happened given the experiences you were already experiencing. I want to ask you a question, Caitlin, sorry, Colin. Because I think often when we talk about this, is what do you feel leadership is? If you have to, and this is somewhat rhetorical, takeaway question, but also curious of what you have as an answer right now. Um, because I, I think sometimes we, We don't realize how dynamic that term is. I'm curious. What do you think leadership is? If you had to define it right now in your life, what do you think it is?
1: Well, for me, leadership is being able to um, speak out um, against the majority for what you really believe in, you know, and that's what, um, my personal conviction is in in my business and in my um pursuit is to you know um to speak out against um what may be considered the norm or um considered kind of the standard that most people tend to uh believe as i mentioned in my industry i i'm really trying to um reform how people view um fitness and um and nutrition but even just you know being a leader in your household you know like setting the tone for the values um that you really want um or that you believe um you know it can definitely be challenging at times
0: if, if we, we've we've asked other this, and maybe you've sort of answered the question <clears throat> already. Done. And, and, uh, kind of the wrap up of, you know, Davis is usually thrown this question out in terms of, if you were to describe the prototypical, if we're going to build a prototype of a leader mm-hmm. and, um, and, and everyone's got some, you know, I'm really interested to hear what, what you'd have to say, but if you were to, to describe, uh, give me a word or a short description of, um, uh, prototypical leader would look like, what would be that or, or skill or ability or attribute that they would have? What would that be for you?
1: That's really tough to pick just one thing. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> See,
0: now now I get to stump with the question.
1: <laughs> but I would have to say um, the most important part is being able to make mistakes in front of people and and own up to them and be a leader in showing people how you solve them
0: uh that's uh that's deep, <laughs> that, is deep. that is deep she she is deep she <laughs> <laughs> you know i i suddenly feel completely unqualified this show <laughs> yeah, that makes two of us <laughs> wow. oh man caitlin um thank you thank you so much for this conversation I, I mean if if uh if you'd be open to maybe having another conversation down the road with this i i, I would i would love to dig more into your thoughts as, particularly as you grow not just in your business but but, but in your life and, and your uh uh your your relationships and just just hearing more because i think there's a lot that um that that people uh can learn and I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't say your age, um, I, I would not, I would not have dreamed that you were the age that you are. I would not have dreamed that just, just so I'm, I'm very impressed.
2: Oh, thank Davis, you. you.
0: You want to wrap this one up? <laughs>
2: oh, I, I this, she's wide beyond her age and, um, I think this is one where we have to bring her back. Oh, <laughs> I
1: would be honored to come back.
2: I, I really and, just as an encouragement. I think you're on the path of being an extraordinary leader uh, simply because as Colin said, you've already had, you have the mindset of someone 20, 25 years your senior, and that's going to lead to a lot of very good things in your industry and in your, in your family and in the community of Regina and abroad. So continue to be who you are, continue to wanna to learn and ask the questions and be encouraged that you're always going to do the right things, even when the results don't um, don't reflect what you're you're trying to do. So just be encouraged that way. Uh, final thought for me, Colin, is caucus people in your industry, Caitlin, uh, because you are a change maker. Start caucusing them and talk about the deficiencies, the dishonesty, of whatever term you want to use. And when you start to caucus people, when you start to have these kinds of meetings and caucus in the conversation, you'll start to see your effect take uh, a greater, uh, greater, greater notice. Caitlin,
0: if, uh, if if folks want to learn more about your business, to connect with you, uh, I, I know you got a couple of, of, of IG handles, but what what would be the best way for folks to want to connect, learn more about your business, learn more about you?
1: Uh, Definitely my business page on Instagram, which is just uh, at Fitness YQR. Um, and then if you uh, want to learn more about my personal life, you can feel free to follow my personal Instagram, <laughs> just at Caitlin Wilcox. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm incredibly grateful for this opportunity and the amount of advice and insight that you've provided. I'll definitely continue to carry that throughout my business journey.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. We would normally say stay ball, but you can just keep what you
1: have. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little bit too big of a commitment for me, I think.
2: <laughs> hey, anyhow, stay ball. Yeah. <laughs> in spirit,
1: in spirit. Yeah.